0: can't just sit back and relax in the world of small business. Now, maybe you can do that in the world of big business. I don't know because small businesses are pretty much considered any business that's like, you know, less than $5 million. And that's mostly what I deal with. I deal with a whole bunch of big businesses, but I haven't run one. So I can only assume that every business doesn't let you sit back and relax if you run it correctly. That's my my theory. Um, And anyone that wants to dispute that I'm going to point out the hedge funds that are struggling because they sat back thinking that riding GameStop wouldn't be a problem. Um, And because they weren't ahead of what was going on on the internet, they got screwed over as well. So I'm actually going to say, I don't care how big your business is, you don't get to just sit back and relax. You need to see what the competition is doing or you're going to get blindsided. You are listening to Smart Businesses Do This the podcast show for freelancers, side hustlers, and upcoming small business owners who want to transform their current business or business idea into a company that is built to succeed, simple to run, and gives you the freedom to live your life on your own terms. I'm your host, Adam Lyons. Let's get started. as a business owner, you're going to get obstacles and they're going to come up and they're going to come out of nowhere. And most of the time you can't predict them. In fact, one of the only things you can predict is the fact that they're going to be unpredictable and they're going to turn up. When you're given an obstacle in your business, there are three ways to look at solving. it. Number one, this is really bad and there is nothing I can do about it. If that's you, if you're a, this sucks, everything sucks, the world's terrible, blah, blah, blah. Don't start a business. Like don't become an employee, get a great job. Um, That this is not for you. The second way to handle an obstacle is, I don't know what to do. I'm not sure what to do. I have no idea. In that place, there is a solution. The solution is work with someone who has experience. Hire someone to help you. I'm telling you now that I've got like four or five business mentors that I pay lots of money so that when I don't know what to do, I pick up the phone. I go, help. What do I do? And they give me the answer. Okay. So, You can hire somebody to do that. I mean, that's literally what my company does. If you pay us, that's what we do. We're there if you have a problem. We're like, yeah, what do you need, right? The third way is you can say to yourself, okay, I've got an obstacle. What are three things other companies are doing to get past this obstacle? And make a list of all three things and then pick one that you want to try. There's no guarantee it's going to work, but if three other companies are doing it, there's a chance that it might work. In this situation, We looked at three other ways companies were getting around the fact that they'd they'd had a lockdown. And some of them went online, but we couldn't do an online tournament. That didn't really make sense. Um, Some of them were allowing people to buy stuff and put it on hold until everything opens up again. We didn't feel that makes sense because this stuff's on a cycle. Every few months, it's not interesting anymore. I told you it becomes old stock and one wants it. But restaurants had a really unique model. They were doing takeaways. Now, I know that might not sound that unique to you, like it's obvious that restaurants do takeaway, but a takeaway tournament is really interesting. The fact that you can't play a tournament in our game store, but we can absolutely send you a tournament pack for you to run a tournament in your own home with your friends and family. And so rather than selling a hundred people, a hundred tournament packs to play against each other, we gave a discount on people buying them in packs of two. And we sold 50 couples, the ability to play a one-off tournament in their home, and we sent them prizes that one of the two people could win. Naturally, this sold out. At a time when no other gaming store was allowing people to have tournaments, we were encouraged people to play a tournament at your own home. There were even groups of like six people, it was like brothers and sisters that would run a six person tournament in their house. They loved it. They're in charge of their own tournament. They got to send in their results to the websites that keep track of all this stuff. They thought it was great. We had solved the problem by borrowing a successful solution from a different business model. Now this solved our financial issues every two to three months, okay? So every two to three months, there's a new big pre-release and during lockdown, we could still sell tournament packs. People could play tournaments. If you're at a point where your staff are great, you're great, you have systems and processes, It would be very easy to think you're on top of the world. I mean, we're making $15,000 a month for running a game store. By the way, we're only open like 25 hours a week or something. We're not open all the time. We worked out when the customers are most likely to come into the store, and they're the only times we're open. Now, you can reach us outside of that over the phone, but that's because everything's done by mail order. Lockdown allowed us to shut the store the majority of the time, and everything's done by phone. So we don't actually have to even be working all the time, which has reduced the amount of man hours we need to put in. It'd be really easy to think that everything's easy. But no matter what you do, obstacles are going to come from the most unlikely places. And it would be really easy to think that with all this success coming towards the back of 2020, we're just going to win. Well, just when you thought the pandemic was bad, we had a new threat, a brand new threat that you probably heard about in the news. But you probably didn't think this was as bad for us as it could have been. Because the threat we had now was coming from the richest man on the planet. You're either growing or you're shrinking." And at this point, I turn around to Eve, and I say to her, are we seriously looking at an increase in our rent, even with the pandemic? This is a time when everyone was worried about paying bills. Everyone's worried about what's going on. And we had success. The smart blueprint helped us. We were winning, but now there was a brand new threat. Elon Musk made an announcement, along with a whole bunch of other Californians, that he was moving the Tesla factory to an area just outside of Austin, Texas. This wasn't just any area though, it was an area just outside of our little town of Bastrop. And we were invited to meet with the local chamber of commerce who wanted to inform us that they were very excited that the town of Bastrop is growing and that they anticipated a rise of 20,000 people over the next few years to our tiny little town on the back of the Tesla announcement. Now, with my background in crisis public relations, It wasn't difficult to see that this is going to cause an increase in the price of rent and i pull eve to one side and i'm like if rent increases fifteen thousand dollars a month isn't going to cut it and if you're only paying fifteen hundred dollars a month which is what we were paying that's fine but if there was an increase of say double we would have to make thirty thousand dollars a month because remember everything is a percentage And going from 15,000 to 20,000 is one thing, going from 15 to 30, that's a lot harder. And if the people coming into the town aren't into games, you can get priced out of an area. And if you've ever seen an area become up and coming and all these new people coming in, then you'll know how often the little shops are the ones that usually get destroyed. So when rent increases, you have to be prepared for it. So at a time when we should have been celebrating 20,000 new people moving into the town, we were actually panicking. Now, You're only going to have things mess you up if you're not prepared for them. If you prepare for a trouble when you first see it coming, you can get ahead of it and it can make sure it's just like a blip in the water. Now, sometimes you're going to have a new competitor to turn up and they eat half your customers and that decreases your earnings. Uh, Sometimes you'll have somebody shut down an advertising platform that you relied on. Uh, These are both issues I've dealt with in previous businesses. Uh, You might even have health issues, you know, like severing your shoulder and not being able to tie it. Things like that. The unexpected is always going to turn up to mess you up and ruin your perfect little systems. We've finally got the system running and we could see a huge issue on the horizon. As a business owner, you have to accept that everyone else around you is on a mission to grow their business as well. So if you aren't growing yours and stretching yourself into new horizons, you're shrinking because as everyone else gets bigger and better, you end up in comparison getting smaller and smaller, even if you stay the same. You can't just sit back and relax in the world of small business now maybe you can do that in the world of big business i don't know because small businesses are pretty much considered any business that's like you know less than five million dollars and that's mostly what i deal with i deal with a whole bunch of big businesses but i haven't run one so i can only assume that every business doesn't let you sit back and relax if you run it correctly that's my my theory um and anyone that wants to dispute that i'm going to point out the hedge funds that are struggling because they sat back thinking that riding GameStop wouldn't be a problem. Um, And because they weren't ahead of what was going on on the internet, they got screwed over as well. So I'm actually gonna say, I don't care how big your business is, you don't get to just sit back and relax. You need to see what the competition is doing or you're gonna get blindsided, right? That's my my statement. Um, Now, when you get this obstacle that came out of nowhere, you have three choices. You can give in. If that's the case, as I said earlier, you don't wanna be a business owner. You can ask someone else what to do. That's totally valid. Um, if you're watching at this point, if you're still with us, you can reach out to us more than happy to give you a free conversation and discuss if us helping you is the right thing, or you can find three alternate plans that have been done by other people and pick the one that you want. Now, for me, I already knew the choice. There is one business model that has crushed it time and time again. And if you have rent going up, it is the only way to overcome it. And that is how you invest to keep your business growing. And if you're in an area where rent's going up, you have to ride the property ladder. I remember looking at Eve, looking at the numbers and saying to her, wait, you're telling me this $560,000 commercial property is gonna pay for itself. We actually couldn't believe our luck. Because of the pandemic, even though it looked like in a year or so, property prices were gonna rise, commercial properties were at an all time low. We were looking at a building that was easily worth a million dollars and it was valued at five hundred sixty thousand. it was on the market and it wasn't selling because no one wanted to buy retail space you know because no one could keep a retail store around during a pandemic except us the news of the tesla factory opening up hadn't actually hit the housing market yet the prices didn't reflect it the fear of the lockdown and the coronavirus was keeping people from wanting to start brand new stores of course, you're going to get no foot traffic. Why open a store during the middle of a pandemic? Um, we found an incredible two-story brown brick building just off the corner of Main Street. This was actually in a better location than the store that we previously had. It was eight times larger than the store we currently had and was immensely undervalued based on the, the ancientness of this building. It's one of the original buildings in the town. The Wren, uh, and better yet, I'm sorry, Better yet, the upstairs of the property had a tenant that didn't want to move out. And the tenant was paying $1,500 a month to keep their apartment on the top floor. The downstairs uh, store that we were at before in the other location had a rent of $1,500. That meant our store was used to paying $1,500 a month and the tenant was used to paying $1,500 a month. And I, I swear, I thought like, you know, God was reaching out a gift from the heavens because the repayments on this property were $3,000 a month. You you almost couldn't wish for it to be more perfect, right? We've got to find $3,000 a month for mortgage payments. Our rent was 1,500 and the tenants paying 1,500. It just doesn't get better than that. That meant this property would completely pay for itself. All we had to do was move in. The space would be eight times better in a better location and our rent would effectively stay the same. The only thing we needed to do was find the deposit for the property. And because we'd been putting money aside every time we made it, because we didn't need to live on it, because we already had our bread and butter covered by our other businesses, we were good to go. Your business is going to have to evolve past problems that you can't predict. Okay. When I originally purchased the game store, I had no idea that it would be the gateway to my first piece of commercial real estate property. Likewise, as I mentioned at the very beginning, your big dreams for your business may evolve as you come across new obstacles. The key is you have to be adaptive. One of my favorite stories in the 19 uh, sorry in the 1830s, the Swedish Navy planted 300,000 trees so they could be ahead of the warship game in the future. These trees finally reached maturity in 1975 where no warships would be made of wood ever again or the warships were made of metal. You see, it's often best to have a great idea in mind and sow the seeds for that success and progress, but at the same time, be open to change. Those trees are now better suited to combat pollution than they are to combat another nation at war. But still, you're going to have to be open to the fact that your your plans might change. Um, You're not here today to build a big business. That's not why you're watching this. You're here to get started to build something that will replace the job or the freelancing gig or the struggling business that currently you're trying to get bread and butter from with something that's a lot more stable, something that can grow and that can be bigger, something that is built to grow and scale with you. As you learn the way to run a business, as you learn the steps to make a successful business, and as you've seen with us, even with the Smart Blueprint, it took a year for us to get to a point where this could build us something substantial. But having said that, what we saw was that something that started with my son crying and begging me to take a gamble on a failing business that's losing $1,000 a month ended up with me owning an asset at the end of the year that cost me no money whatsoever and gave me an asset that's easily worth a million dollars. I mean, right now, if the the commercial property price got back to where it should be, it'd be worth a million dollars. But over the next five, 10 years, after the Tesla factory opens, considering I've got a prime piece of real estate downtown. I mean, to put this in perspective, there is a bookstore that is literally a stone's throw from my shop that is owned by a man called Ryan Holiday, who's one of the greatest authors of our time. And me and Ryan Holiday bump into each other every so often because we literally own two of the biggest buildings in downtown right next to each other. And if you think that after the pandemic, there aren't gonna be a whole bunch of celebrities going to Ryan Holiday's bookstore, Um, you're very mistaken. And my game shop is right next to Ryan Holiday's bookstore, right down the road from where Elon Musk is building his new Tesla factory. We're talking about opportunities that turn up that you can't even imagine. When I first moved into that game store, I wasn't thinking about Ryan Holiday's bookstore or Elon Musk's Tesla factory. I wasn't thinking about anything beyond, in fact, realistically, I was kind of ignoring it. And that's why it was failing. If you ignore your business, it's going to fail. But if you focus on it, if you apply a real blueprint of success, a smart blueprint, like I said, this is the blueprint I use in all my businesses. I've got seven businesses, all of them, one way or the other, have made me millions. Whether it was by buying me a million dollar asset or by literally making me multiple millions every single year, they're all successful. All because they follow the same smart blueprint I've been sharing with you. Now, as you grow out and you work through these obstacles and you follow the processes, you'll see the opportunity for the big play. Now, I would never have predicted it was to buy a commercial property, never. I wouldn't have even thought about it if I wasn't trying to get past the obstacle of Elon Musk turning up. But once you see that big play, then that's how you're gonna grow. But how to see the big play and how to take the right action, well, that's gonna be a story for another time. Now, if you're new to the podcast and you want to learn more about how to build a smart business, then the absolute best place to start is with my Smart Blueprint eBook. Over 10,000 people have already gone through the book and it's one of the most comprehensive resources on strategically building and growing your business that you can find anywhere for free. Just visit thesmartblueprint.com forward slash ebook to grab a free copy. And I'll see you on the next episode of Smart Businesses Do This.